distracted. Kids walked up on stage. That's why I didn't know where she was. And the music stands were too, were too tall. Can we just agree? I mean, there was like six music stands, and all the kids hid behind them. And so how are you supposed to know which kid is yours? So anyway, um, but sometimes I feel like I'm similar with God. And, and there's, I, I want to ask you if you feel like this. Like, sometimes I feel like I'm not super present with God either. And I know, like, God's supposed to be a part of my life, and, you know, I'm a Christian and a pastor and all that stuff. But there's times when I feel like um, I'm, not only am I not present with the people around me, I'm not always present with God. And so I want to ask you, like, do you ever feel that way? Do you ever feel like, like, okay, you know, like, hypothetically, God is here. But do you ever feel that God is distant? You know, do you ever feel that difference from what you know to be true or what you've been told is true and what you experience as your personal reality? Do you ever feel like there's a separation or a block between you and God or like there's some sort of disconnect? Like I think that sometimes my feeling of connection to God depends in large part on how I'm doing that day or if I've had a good day or if I've had a bad day or if I have a need. Because sometimes when I have a need, I feel closer to God because then I go to God, right? But sometimes I just feel like there's, there's just a disconnect. There's a distance. And I want to talk about that today because we're, the title of our teaching series is It's Christmas, So What? Right? So we go to Christmas. It happens every year. You know, it's a lot about a lot of things, right, for us. Especially if you're parents, it's a lot about um, buying presents and Flocking trees, which I didn't know until this year was even a thing. Um, all right, let's give Janine a hand. Way to go, Janine. You, know, you might not know Janine, but this was her worst nightmare. So she loves to get stuff set up ahead of time so that no one ever has to see her and so that everything works seamlessly and um, she is not going to be a happy camper when I talk to her later today. But we all love you, Janine. Thank you for working so hard to get it ready. Um, so really, we've, we've talked about It's Christmas, So What? Uh, the first week we talked about the fact that God, you know, sending Jesus was his way of pursuing us. And that he's, he's pursuing us and that he values us. And then last week we talked about how as individuals we matter to God. And not only do we matter to him, but he has a plan for our lives. Remember, God is uh, using imperfect individuals and inviting us into his story. So that's what we talked about last week. Um, but I think at a deeper level... The, the real fundamental reason that Christmas should matter to us is it, it is the time when God said, I am going to be with you. And for thousands of years, there was this, this sense that God is other and that there's this separation of us and God. And without getting into all of like the Jewish background, there was definitely like a divide even in the way that they built their physical worship space as the ancient Jews had, there was a symbolic divide that let us know God is different than us. God's amazing. He's holy. He's other. We are human. And there's things that, you know, there's, there's uh, songs and stuff written in uh, what we call the Old Testament where you, people talk about if I, if I come before God's presence, I'll die. It's this sense of otherness, right? When Jesus came to earth, he destroyed that. And it was a fulfillment of everything that had been leading up to that. But he said, no, 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 we're not other. I want to be with you. And there's, there's 
if, if you've been a Christian for a long time, uh, you should know this. If you haven't been a Christian or you're not a Christian, then you're off the hook on this one, all right? But, you know, in the Old Testament, it would say things like, uh, you know, there will be a day when I will write their laws on, on your heart, and you, I will be your God, and you will be my people. So there's all this lead up for thousands and thousands of years to this scenario that happened right here, to this scenario. Oh, there, that was so dramatic, wasn't it? Okay. Um, and, and this is... This is one of the angels talking about the birth of Jesus when he was hanging out with Joseph. So Joseph is, uh, you know, Mary's soon-to-be husband. Most of us know Mary and Joseph, Jesus. All right. So angel said, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet, which is, this is just referring to um, what people spoke, like I was just talking about, ahead of time about Jesus. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, she will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, you might read this, and you might think the most unbelievable part of that Bible verse is that a virgin would give birth. You might read that and think, you know what, I, I have a hard time believing that. You might be here today, and you're like, you know, uh, I came here because uh, I know someone's kid, and I knew they'd be doing something, you know, cute, and so I came because I'm a good friend, or I'm a good parent, I'm a good grandparent, but honestly, church isn't for me, God's never been for me. Listen, we want you to know that we're so glad that you're here. I want to let you know personally that this is uh, why we started this church, is for people like you to have a safe place to come and not be forced into believing everything we believe, all right? So it's okay if that's hard for you. The virgin will conceive a child. But I would argue that the more unbelievable part of that verse is the part all of us take for granted, which is that God is with us. All right, so think about this. What other story that we've heard, what other religion, what other ancient text talks about God as a creator of all things who steps out of heaven or steps out of eternity and enters into our time, steps out of his story and enters into our story, steps out of perfection and enters into imperfection, puts on a, a physical body. I mean, we can't comprehend the, the like levels of uh, humility that God embraced. It'd be like me becoming an ant, but not really, because that's not a good enough comparison. But you get what I'm saying? Like, if I just had a heart for the ants, you know, like, they just, you know, ministers to my, I just want to, so I'm just going to become an ant because the only one who can really reach an ant is another ant. And so, man, I am just going full flight. It's like that movie that's coming out uh, with Matt Damon. He's not going to turn into an ant, but he gets shrunk really small. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I want to see it. So, um, I told you, my mind, there's always like a whole other thing going on while I'm talking. And sometimes I access that. I try to discipline myself, like just let that happen back here. But this is what's really amazing is that God said, I love, and, and if you've been here the past couple weeks, we've been talking about how this is an individual message, okay? Don't hear this as, I love all of humanity, and for the sake of all 7.5 billion people, I will do this. No, this is an individual message. He came for you and you and me individually. He said, I love you individually, and so I'm going to do whatever it takes to come and be with you. So this is the huge step that we see. God is with us. I have to do some sort of gesture to make it work. All right. Stop. One. Are you double clicking back there? You are messing with me, aren't you? So I'll get you back for that TV making me come on stage. Click, click, click. All right. Okay. 
we're just people. I mean, honestly, <laughs> so badly I want to come off as being, like, professional, and so badly. I mean, you don't know how many meetings and, and, and things that we've talked about and written to try to make this look like we know what we're doing. I even bought a TV. Okay. God is with us. That's the thing. All right, so I like to boil it down to one point because I usually can't remember three points. At, can you? So like one point today. God is with us. That's all you got to remember. But let's apply it to our lives. Why does this matter? So what? So what, Jesus? Even if I could get there, like maybe you can't and you're not, you don't believe this and that's fine. But even if I could get there, like why does this matter? Why, if I'm here and I'm exploring Christianity or I'm not sure, why does this even matter to me or should it matter to me? Why does it matter to other people? And here's why it matters is that God wants to enter into your story. Last week we talked about how God's invited imperfect people, right, imperfect individuals into his story. Now God is saying, I want to enter into your story. I want to be with you. So you're going to have to just, like, Maybe set aside some of your doubts about, like, how can God honestly be with every individual? You're going to have to chalk that up to, like, that must be something God's do, all right? But, so, he wants to be with you in your victories. He really does. Like, the things that you're celebrating in your life right now, God is saying, I want to walk with you in that. He wants to be with you in your pain and your disappointment. God never intended for us to go through life alone. He never intended for us to... To like, it's a very American thing, like pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, right? Which I don't even know what that means because I've never seen boots with straps on them. But you can say, I know someone out there knows what it is. I think it might have something to do with getting on a horse. Okay. I knew, actually, I was going to say Gary knows. You can tell me later, Gary. I knew it. I almost called you out, too. I knew you knew. He knows all the trivial things that don't matter in life. But, um, <laughs> And see, that sounds like an insult, but to Gary, it's a compliment, right? Yeah, he's loving that. All right, so God wants to be with you in, in like the details of your life. There's this really strange verse where Jesus is talking, and he's trying to communicate the fact that he loves us and that he cares about us more than we think. Because he's like, why do you worry so much? He said, listen, even little, little birds, I know every single one of them. I even know how many hairs are on your head, which I think, Jesus, that is a waste of your time. Like, who cares? You know, except for some people, that's really easy in here. But, um, sorry. Just a couple of you. But he's, he's like not just this clockmaker God who started things and walked away and is like, I hope you guys do well. I'll be back in several thousand years. Right? That wasn't his, that's not his plan. It's not his MO. He's like, no, I'm so invested in your story that I want to walk with you every day, every minute. I'm here. You have access to the God of the universe. So, but you might think, you know what? What does God really know about my life? I mean, come on, he's God. He doesn't know about anxiety. He doesn't know about my depression. He doesn't know about my fear. He doesn't know about grief, what it's like to lose someone close to him. I want to share this incredible verse um, that's in a a book that we call Hebrews, okay? And the reason we call it that is because it was written to Hebrews. Creative, right? Um, We don't actually exactly know who the author of this book is, which is... uh, which is kind of interesting. Some people would say it's Paul, who we, um, we talk about a lot in here. Um, so it was one of the followers of Jesus, early follower of Jesus, wrote this book. And I want to read this to you. He's talking about Jesus. So he says, so then, since we have a great high priest. Now, if you're not religious, you haven't been to church your whole life, um, you don't know what that is, that's totally fine. Basically, it's like religious leader, okay? So he's making a reference to the Jewish culture that he's writing to. 
Hebrews, right? And they know what a high priest is. We don't. I've never met one. Have you? Okay. So religious leader. Since we have such a great religious leader who has entered heaven, it's pretty good credentials for a religious leader. Uh, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. So he's telling them, listen, life's been difficult lately. So these guys that he's writing to have been persecuted for their faith. They've been uh, chased and run down. They've had their meetings broken up. Many of them have been killed. And he's saying, listen, you're not just following any old ideology belief system here. You're following a person. This leader of ours understands our weaknesses. He gets it. He understands your weaknesses. Because he faced all the same testings we do. Yet he did not sin. So... That lets us know that when you're going through something, God is there for you in a way that is meaningful. Have you ever, like, had someone say to you, like, I know what you're going through, and you know that they don't, and their advice doesn't matter, (laughs) right? Um, So we we have kids, Mandy and I, and uh, when we gave birth to our first Samuel, sitting right there, he's 17, so roughly 17 years ago— we, we had never had kids before because, you know, he was our first. Are you following me? It's like the logic there. Okay. And so we were young. We were 23 years old. And, um, you know, I hadn't done a lot of babysitting in my life, to be honest. Um, and we, we did this thing where you go to, like, this place called the birth center, um, which, which I think is, is kind of like a joke that they play on, on people who go. So they're like, they, they make you give birth without any medicine. And then they're like, oh, one of the other benefits of the birth center is you can leave several hours after you give birth. Which sounded so good ahead of time. I was like, yeah, this is like all natural. Like, we don't need all that modern medicine. Like, you know, we can handle this. And like five hours after, like, like the most crazy experience of my life. If you've ever been there. I mean, I know it was hard on Mandy, but let's be honest. That was some crazy stuff that I had to be part of. And they don't prepare you for that. There's no, like, videos that they had us watch. Everything we watched was all, like, you know, trees and beautiful music. Just breathe. I was like, yeah, I got to breathe, right? You can't unsee some things. Okay, sorry. So five hours, five hours, they give us this fragile life form and say, see you later. They didn't even show me how to buckle the thing into the seatbelts, right? That took me like a half an hour. Have you ever put a car seat in? The most complicated things that men has ever created. And so we, we, we buckle this little guy in, and we take him home. And I uh, I'm, I'm seriously also haven't slept in 24 hours, so that wasn't, like, helpful at all. But th- we're, we're like, or I, I don't know if you felt this way, but I was like, what have we gotten ourselves into? It was, it was like when you get to the top of the roller coaster, and you realize— I don't like roller coasters, you know, and you just head down. And so there's no one to call. There's no one responsible. Like as a kid, your whole life up until that point, you're, you've got someone else to call, right? Like something going on in life, you're like, well, parents, I'm that now for this life form. And, and it's relying on me completely. Sorry, it, he is relying on me completely. <laughs> And, like, the terror was real, okay? So we went to bed the first night, and he's sleeping in this little bassinet thingy. 
and, and another first happened for me. Um, I woke up to the sound, to, to the lack of sound. Like, I woke up to him not breathing well, which I never knew could wake someone up. But that's how in tune immediately I was. And so I was like, something's wrong, something's wrong. And I went over, I'm like, I don't know if this is normal or not. I have no grid. And I woke Mandy up, and, and, and it was the equivalent of asking a blind person if they could see. And I'm a blind person, right? I was like, is this normal? She's like, I have no idea, right? We've never had an, a seven-hour-old thing in our house before, right? The only thing we almost had had before that is we almost bought a three-legged dog at one point, right? You remember that? Other than that, nothing, you know? And we've killed multiple plants and fish and things, so we were a little worried, so what I did, I was like, I know someone who's been here before. And I called someone who had done this before. I called Rebecca. And I called Heather. I think I called both sisters. And I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I think he's dying, you know? And they came over, and they were able to, with like, like literally anything they would have said to me, I would have believed 100%. I had zero confidence in myself. And, and Rebecca and Heather were like, no, you, you have to take him to the hospital. And so, yeah, we had to take him to the hospital. And it was scary. That whole story is to prove the point. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I get a little too into my stories. Um, to prove the point that when you are going through something difficult, you want someone who understands it. You want someone who's got some experience, who's been there before. And this is what I'm trying to tell you is Jesus is that for you. He's been through it. He hasn't sinned, okay, which is like even better. It's like calling up someone who has had a baby, who has struggled breathing, and they haven't let them die, right? Like, it would, they did it right. This is who Jesus is. Jesus, you know anxiety, and you know how to handle it without failing. So Jesus, would you enter into my goals, my fears, my anxiety, my depression, my dreams? So, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. He's saying, listen, be, have, have confidence that he knows what you're going through so you can ask him anything. This isn't religion, okay? This isn't uh, let's, let's put on our best clothes and, and put on our best behavior for two hours a week. No. That was not why Jesus came to earth. That was not why Jesus was born. That's not why we did this play here. You know, like, Jesus came because he wanted to individually be in your life and be in my life. So my question is this. Let me skip that one. If God is with you, like he says he is, are you with God? I'm going to tell you another quick story. So this, uh, this week, it snowed, right? I love snow. And we were driving um, on one of our back roads, and I was actually had, again, this is like all about Samuel. I had Samuel in the car with me 17 years later. And uh, we, were, um, we were driving on a back road, and I was just giving him some instructions because he's learning how to drive. And I was like, this curve coming up here, whenever it's slippery, you want to take it extra slow. It's on uh, Hopkins Road, for those of you who are familiar. And um, sure enough, we went around the curve, and someone had taken it too fast. And they had gone off, and were, their car was like this. On, its, on the driver's side. So, and it, I, it felt like I was the first one on the scene. So I pulled over, put my flashers on, got out. And I walked up to the car. And so this was my vantage point. I was looking down into the car from the passenger side window. Right? It was like sideways in a ditch. So I was like, you know, she's in there still. 
on the phone. So like she rolls down the window and I was like, uh, do you want some help? And she's crying. Clearly, she needs help. She's like, no, my sister's coming. I got it. It's one of those situations where, like, you know, you really don't. Like, you don't got it. You're hanging by your seatbelt against the driver's side window. I really have serious doubt that you're even going to get out. And, 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 you know, your sister's coming. Unless your sister is, like, a bodybuilder and an EMT, like, I don't have a whole lot of confidence this is going to go well for you. And so I said, really, like, come on, I, I, I can pull you out. Maybe cross the line here, because after I said I can pull you out, I said, and you can wait in my car with me. Mandy tells me that was creepy, but it was snowing, and I was trying to be nice, but, like, I tend to walk the line between helpful and creepy a lot in my life. So <laughs> I, I said, you know, you get out, you know, get in my car, I'll take you home. No, I didn't say that, but um, she refused, and she, like, slowly rolled the window up in my face, and I was like... So, like, four other cars had stopped, and they all stuck their head out the window, like, and I turned to them, and we had this moment of total strangers having the same exact thought. I said, she doesn't want help. And everyone was like, yeah, all at the same time, and I was like, I know. And so we all were thinking, do we force her to get out of the car? Nah. So we all got in our cars and left, and I don't know what happened to her. But this is a perfect picture of what we do. I think so many times in life, we're like, right? And God's like, you want some help? And we're like, nah, I got it. I got it. I'm good. God's like, I'm with you. He's with you, but he's not, he's not forcing you into anything. That's the amazing thing about God. He's like, I'm with you. And we're like so stressed out and full of anxiety that it's riddling our very being. We're like, no, I got it, God. I'm good. I'm good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to need you, God, because then, like, people say, like, it's a crutch. I'm like, I hope it's more than a crutch, honestly. Like, I'm thinking it's like Wonder Woman's invisible plane. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not embarrassed that I need help. Are you? Who is fine? Come on. If you say you're fine, you are full of it. We all need. Like, I'm not trying to be a mean person, but you need. So do I. And Jesus is like, God is, I'm with you. Are you with me? What does that look like to be with God? You know, maybe in your fears and in your anxieties and your depressions, you're saying, God, I need you. Maybe it's, it's just prayer. Like, how often are we welcoming and inviting God into our story? Maybe when things are going well, it's, it's a form of celebration. It's saying, God, thank you. It's gratefulness and gratitude and praise. God, thank you. You know, I think that um, we just don't see and recognize that God is with us so many times in life. And we just chalk stuff up to chance or chalk stuff up to our hard work. Give me a break. You're not that good. There's so many times when God has worked in your life. And some of you are in here and you're like, you know, it's hard for me to believe in someone who I can't see. And that's always been a barrier for me and God. And I get it. Like, I, I am a relational person. It's easier for me to relate to people I can see. But just because you can't see him, listen, if you could see all the fingerprints of God on your life, over the years, God has been working in your life. Even if you don't say you're a follower of Jesus, that doesn't disqualify you from God loving you. God has been pursuing you and is pursuing you. He's, his handprints, his fingerprints are all over your life. 
Will we, will we look to him or not? Um, Nathan. Yeah. You want to try to come up and do something or not? Are we out of time? I guess we are kind of out of time. Yeah, never mind. Everybody give Nathan a hand. Woo! All right. So close. I really wanted to give us a little bit of of response time. But um, this is a verse that I've been praying about in my life recently. And I just want to share it with you. So this is, again, this is written by Paul uh, to a group of a people. A group of a people. A group of people in a town called Ephesus. And he says, I ask God that he would strengthen you by his spirit and that Christ will live in you. Okay? Listen to this. As you open the door and invite him in. Just let those words sink in just a little bit as we end today. Could we open the door of our heart, of our lives, and invite Jesus in? No pressure. Like, seriously. I wasn't, like, banging on the window, like, you better let me help you, kicking her a car. You idiot, you're going to die in there, right? I mean, that's not how I treated that girl. I, I was very respectful. She said, no, that's fine. I think God's very similar. God's not going to knock your life over to get your attention, all right? He's with you. Will you open the door and invite him in? Listen, if you're here today and, and you got invited here and you didn't know what you were getting into, um, I'm sorry, all right? But, but maybe you're here for a reason and like, maybe you should think about this. Like, do you have it all together? Could you use Wonder Woman's invisible jet in your life? I mean, right? Does anybody get that reference? Okay, like everyone, okay, good, there's four people. I like it. Um, could you use God being with you? That, that invitation is wide open for you. It doesn't matter. You could, like, I can see some of you listing the arguments, but I'm not good enough, but you don't know what I've done, but you don't know what I haven't done, but you don't know the doubt that I had. You know what? There was a guy who was a follower of Jesus in his inner circle, in the inner 12. You know what his nickname was? Doubting Thomas. That was his nickname. You're not excluded, all right? Jesus is way more loving and forgiving than we think he is. So would you open, and open the door and invite him in? God is with you. Are you with God? I gave you some little reflection cards that we were going to do, but we kind of ran out of time. That's cool. If they're under your chairs, if you want to take them home, just stick them in your back pocket or your person. I would challenge you just to take a time of reflection sometime today or tomorrow and think about, are there a couple areas in my life where I'd like to invite God in? It could be this. It could be one of our kids has been difficult lately. And some of you are like, mm-mm, all of them. That's fine. I left a lot of blanks on there, okay? God, could I just invite you into helping me parent this kid? It could be, I just don't know where I'm going in my life. I'm, I'm a junior in college, and by now, people say I'm supposed to know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And to be honest, I have no clue. Could you just invite God into that? God, I need some revelation. I need some wisdom. You know, you could be in between jobs or in a job that you wish you were not in. Like, God, could you just give me some perseverance? Can I invite you into my work, right? You could be in a relationship that you're just not sure where it's going. Or you could be in a marriage that you know where it's going and you're not happy about that. God's not afraid of problems. Could you just say, God, I invite you. I need you to come into my marriage. Yeah, you could be single today and thinking, 
I don't know. Like, is it always going to be like this? God, could you just enter into this part of my life? I'm hurting. I need some direction. I need some clarity. Even if you don't believe that God exists, I want to challenge you to pray. What's the worst that could happen? Right? I mean, you already think nothing's going to happen. So you might be right. That's the worst that could happen. You know? Or God could do something in your life. And I think that that's what will happen. Okay. Can we stand up? I want to just pray for you. Guys, thanks for being gracious with all our technical issues today. I really appreciate it. Um, we have people who stand over there under those prayer signs and all the artwork. Look at that. That's beautiful. We didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, they're here to pray for you. And so if, um, if there's anything that has stuck out to you while I've been talking, Janine, can you put the next slide up, please? Um, we would love to pray for you. So if you're feeling disconnected from God today, um, we would love to pray for you. If there's an area of your life where you're like, I'm going to write it on my card, but I'd like someone else to pray with me too, head on over there, okay? So let's close our eyes. Jesus, thank you so much for coming to this world for us. Thank you for the kids' play that made it so poignant that you came because you loved us. Thank you that you say that you're with us, that you promise to be with us. And God, I pray that you begin to point our hearts towards you. We're just going to pause for a second right now. And just, Holy Spirit, would you begin to just touch our hearts for the areas that we are needing you. I just pray that you begin to encourage people in this room in places where they're feeling discouraged, being Bring hope where people are feeling, feeling hopeless. Bring healing where people are hurting. Jesus, just begin to work in this room. Come, Holy Spirit. Just with your eyes closed, we do this every time. I just love to give a chance. If you're here for your first time, or, or, or not, you've been here many times, and you're like, you know what, I feel like I just need to make a commitment, a first-time commitment to following Jesus, or, you know what, it's been a long time, and I need to recommit. I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. Nothing scary is going to happen. I'm just going to see that you raised your hand, and then um, I'm going to try to find you and talk to you real quick. So raise your hand real quick if that's you. You just want to make a first-time commitment, or you want to reconnect with God for the first time. Okay. So Jesus, we love you. We thank you. God, this week, with all the craziness, I know we're all going to have so many Christmas parties and Christmas plays and more kids' shows and wrapping presents and all that. Let us remember that the point is that you're with us and that you are opening the door. And God, I pray we would invite you in. Amen.